When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello. This is the Thin White Duke, otherwise known as Mark Jeeves, or the voice of agony in The Agony Uncles. You see, Cy, Dave and Poshtash are all on holiday this week, and so they asked me to pick some of the best problems of the hairy biker's agony uncles so far, and put them together in a a kind of compilation of complications. A sort of now-that's-what-I-call-tragic. Think of it like the KTEL album full of troubles and traumas. There'll be a brand new episode for you next Friday, but for this week, sit back, relax, and enjoy these problems. The dilemmas that brought us the biggest reactions from you, our excellent listener. It's another chance to hear all about Mr Boing and the Sticky Twins, a pair of prickly pussies, Mum and Dad's nudie pics, the accidental marriage proposal, the teeny tiny trouser mouse. Ah, you're looking forward to them already, aren't you? But first, let's have the Agony Uncle song. All together now. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest. Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Because I heard your advice is the best. Uh, we need one female and one male name, please. So, Uncle Dave, a female name. Uncle Si, male name, please. Brenda. Brenda. Matt. Brenda and Matt. Well, this comes from <coughs> Matt, <clears throat> who says, Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, I'd like you please to take this seriously. Matt has written in. Oh. I'd like your advice on how I might be able to change a really annoying habit that my new girlfriend, Brenda, has. She has baby names for all of our private parts, and it's freaking me out. Oh, no. My gentleman vegetables are known as Mr. Boing and the Sticky Twins. <laughs> You've got to be kidding us, Matt, man. How can we take this? Right, sorry. Okay, go on. She refers to her own downstairs area as Mrs. Tingle Foo Foo. Oh now, when she... <laughs> now, when she... For those of you who aren't watching YouTube, Tash is actually leaving the building. Now, when she, when she looks at me and asks, would Mr. Boing like some snuggle time with Mrs. Tingle Foo Foo, I have to say I find it quite a turn-off. I have spoken with her about this, but all she says is it's a bit of fun and I shouldn't be so weird about it. I've never been in a relationship where our private parts all have names. Um, am I being weird? Love, Matt. Over to you. I used to have a girlfriend once and she used to refer to my old chap as Pie Wacket. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. <laughs> but you know, Pie Wacket. <laughs> pie Wacket? Shut up, my missus isn't listening. <laughs> Shit, dude! Who yeah. calls the Willie Pie Wacket? She used to call it Pie Wacket. But all, all these baby names that people have for each other, you know. Hello, rabbit. Oh, no, get over you. No. Do you know what I hate? You know, like, when grown people still call their, their mum and dad, mummy and daddy. That's me. Oh, see? Why? <laughs> what? What's that about? She's always been mummy. She's always been mummy. Oh, oh God. I can see that. That's, no, that's respect. No, that, no, no. That's good. No. Daddy. She doesn't like mum. I've never been able to buy a mother's cake card with mum on it. It's always mummy. 
That's weird, man. <laughs> but isn't, uh, isn't, it, isn't it funny though? Like the names are always kind of like cutesy and infantile. But you want you want you know you want somebody to call your your your, your, your old fella Thor or something like <laughs> you know or the Mighty Hammer, you know That's MC, it. you know. Or, or... Wait, so like when I was little, I used to have me me old me. Willie was me little man, right? But right. that's what that's what. But like, I stopped doing that as soon as I was calling it that. Like it, it ate, you know. And no, then you do still do call you little man. Wait, on occasion, yeah. yeah you have oh, to yeah. me. You said you're. I just go on here. I'm just little going man, on. Dave. Yes, I've said several times. Yes, you know. So well, yeah, you know, every now and then. But mm. um, and then and then you know when I when I used to have to change my nieces nappies and stuff, I used to call their little fairy Marys. Tuppences, you know. Now you'll just keep, you know, just keep your hand on your tuppence a minute and hold that there. And I'll, 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 I'll try, you know. Anyway, so you know, you you change the nappy. So they were all like your little man and your tuppence. But you know, you get to a point in intimacy where you didn't want to be calling it that, do you? I mean, it's oh. weird. Do you remember that posh lady that we know, we both know, we used to work with? Oh and yeah. She got a dog. And I said, oh, no, my dog, it's called Tuppence. And, of course, we just burst out laughing. I'm laughing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's about something else we're aware from. So the problem I had was I, we called for my little girl when she was growing up. We seemingly, we called her private parts Nunu. And yeah, just, that's, that's what it was, nice. the normal one. But then I made friends with somebody through school, and she introduced me to her husband. And they're actually very close friends now, but this was years ago. And she went, oh, this is my husband, Nuno. But I didn't hear Nuno. I heard Nunu, and I couldn't. I couldn't do both conversations. I couldn't look at him straight. And every time I wrote a card, a Christmas card, and anything, like it's like your, your fingers won't go to the right letters. I just wrote Nunu every single time, and like, it was mortifying. I'm not sure she knew that, but I called it. But I, it ruined it. The very, very lovely big Portuguese guy called Nuno, but he was Nunu to me. <laughs> it is. It's like the couples that talk in baby talk to each other. It makes me want to chuck. You know, oh god, that's it. Look, I, I think there's just a couple you have. Oh, yeah, it does me chump in that. Yeah. You know, in intimacy, you have your own private language as a couple, don't you? You mean it's like, you know, and you, you have that, you do have that because it's not that connection that sometimes you let your kids into, and sometimes you're not, you know, and then the kids go, oh, stop it, it's going to make me throw up, yeah. you know, and all of that. And you just do it to irritate them. But all of that, man, is a bit weird. At the weekend, Kingy, they replayed our Tokyo episode of the Asian Adventure. Oh, yeah. And it was a bit like that. We went to the maid's cafe, do you remember? <laughs> Where the, the waitresses dress up as, like, um, young girls. Yeah. And the girl is, meow, meow. It's all this Hello Kitty thing, you know. Sweet. And um, But it's like businessmen all coming for a burger. But the burger's shaped like a teddy with little ladies. And, and like, these, these ladies sit and going... And it was, I, I was watching it. It was hilarious because you were going, I was winding you up because obviously we we were there to film it and it was quite extraordinary. So what I was doing is I was impersonating the girls to wind you up, which I thought was quite acceptable. Yes. And of course, watching you, yo, you I thought you were going to thump me. It was just, it was sinister. Sinister, man. But I... Kingy, Kingy, what, what was worse was, I went, I went back to Tokyo after we finished filming and Lil joined me out there. And obviously, you know, bits we film, you know, you knew where they were. So I took Lil for a cup of tea. I said, this place is proper weird. But what they did, they didn't have it for the camera. But once the filming had gone, they had like a VIP table right. where businessmen could come and sit and just kind of observe all this oh, crap God. going on. And, you know, and, and the girls would talk to me in baby talk and stuff. Oh. Really very sinister. 
Yeah, I just, yeah. But it was funny watching you on national telly this weekend. Like, we did the sumo <laughs> thing again, which was quite manly. Sorry. But then watching you with a pair of kidney ears, looking at his teddy bear-shaped <laughs> katsu curry. Hilarious. <laughs> you know, but they, when you name your parts, like they have, Mr. Boeing and Mrs. Fluffy, whatever you want to call Pie Right, well, your pie whack it. That, 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 this pie whack it, it, it would imply that it's got some action. It's going to do something. It's going to like a cricket it. bat. Yeah, yes. it's got some action. But I mean, you know, all oh, this Mr. Boeing, that, I can't bear it. But you, it's like there are two other people in the relationship. Actually, can we, can, I, actually, it is actually starting to make me feel slightly <laughs> nauseous. <laughs> I'm just, I'm re, I do, I mean, I mean it. It's like Mr. I mean, I can get away with Mr. Pie whack it and your little man and your tuppence, but Mr. Boy. <laughs> Nah, <laughs> nah, too much. Dude, listen, uh, honestly, uh, listen, if you're after advice, either she stops calling it and it's not you that's being weird, but uh, yeah, I'd get on your bike, man, and get out of there. It's weird, man. I would suggest Mr. Boy needs to leave the relationship. I think you'd say, can we, can we let Mr. Boy go now, please? And I'll just have her back. Yeah, and just get, you know, a man up and just go, listen, I, I, I find it properly weird. And I know that you may think that I'm weird, but this isn't working for me <laughs> at all. Because Mr. Boing is far away from being boingy every time you call it <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Boing. Well, that's He's fair enough. He's named by default. You know, yes. yeah. Well, we've changed his name, Mr. Boing. It's now going to be... Pie whack it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, come here. <laughs> come here. If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncle's a line. This is called the Pussy Passion Killer. <laughs> we need two, two ladies' names and two cats' names, which we haven't had before on the podcast, animal names. Uh, so uh, we'll have a lady's name, uh, each uncle Si and Uncle Dave. Sonia. Veronica. Sonia and Veronica. And can you now have, please, two cats' names? Fluffy. Ginger. Fluff, oh, fluffy and ginger. <laughs> so, let's just get this... I have to write these down here. So, Sonia, uh, Veronica, that's great. And then we have Fluffy and Ginger. Well, the 2022 top name for cats this year. Fluffy <laughs> and Ginger. <laughs> Very this letter comes from Sonia, who says, Dear Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, I've been with my partner Veronica for about three years now. She's funny, caring, spontaneous, and all the good things I need in life, but for one thing. Her cats, Fluffy and Ginger, hate me. They're allowed anywhere when I stay at her house, and I mean anywhere. They sit on the table glaring at me while we're eating. If I forget to shut the bathroom door when I go for a bath, or anything else for that matter, I'll open my eyes to find one of them sat on the windowsill, staring daggers at me. My other half says it's because they normally have the house to themselves, so they're just jealous. I must ignore them. But the way they look at me is just evil. Worse, though, is when it comes to bedtime. They're allowed to sleep in the bed with us. One of them, Ginger, wraps herself round my partner's head. She really loves that. If, however, if there's any whiff of Rumpy Pumpy on the horizon, the other one, Fluffy, more or less sits on my face to put me off. And, you know, it works. One time, we were having a rare cat-free piece of yummy love and I had my eyes closed, thoroughly enjoying myself, 
when I felt something tapping my head. I opened my eyes and there was Fluffy glaring in my face and punching me on the forehead. To say it cooled my ardour would be an understatement. Uh, the upshot of this is it's a quite a tense and passion-free household when I stay there, but Veronica won't hear of removing them. We've talked of moving in together, but the cats would be part of the deal, and I don't think I would ever feel relaxed in my own home, not while Fluffy and Ginger continue to hate me. Any advice? Over to you. Ooh. Just the hierarchy there, isn't there? There isn't. The yeah. Fluffy and Ginger getting beyond themselves. Um, I, yeah, well, I like cats, you see, and I mm. think they're independent and, 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 and all that. But, uh, well, can you, you just just have the conversation and go listen and feeling a bit weird about your cats? Can yeah, we can you just, just lock the cats out while you... you exactly, while well, you have a nookie. You know, it's simple enough. Give them one of those. What do you call those little treat things? Ooh, I don't know. You know, Mouse. like... <laughs> like little pussy tablets. What do you pussy call them? Tablets. No, I don't know what they're called. Catnip. No, catnip's great. Gets them stoned. Yes, that's genius. Right. What you do? It's catnip. It's like marijuana for cats, right? And what you do? I know this because I had a catnip plant once, and literally all that was left because I had two cats, Shea and Ace. And all that was left was just like this stick <laughs> in a plant pot and a load of cat hair on it. I was like, the cats were smart. Get the cats stoned, and then they'll not be asked about you having, you know, interrupting your rumpy pumpy. He does mean on catnip. Yeah. We're, not uh, yes. to, we're not advocating poisoning animals. No. No, no. no. I think I've told this tale before. There was a friend of mine, it was funny, he used to rescue greyhounds. Big, big things they are. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it was was his wife after a few drinks, she told me this tale once. Once they're enthralled in passion, and at a certain moment, I think she she let out a certain scream of ecstasy, at which point the greyhound tore in and bit his arse. I thought it was the funniest thing ever, really, because he loved that greyhound. <laughs> we can imagine, can't you? Oh! Yowza! Oh, and greyhound, you imagine? It's a big, big jaws, I did, they, really? I, I, I tell you what, I bet that was a bit... Anyway, yes. Aye, Left aye. or right cheek, did he ever find out? Oh, I don't know, I don't mm. know. No, no, I didn't ask... You know, it was one of those things where I think as soon as she said it, she regretted it, really. And yeah. now it's on rage. Anyway, well, no name, hey, no cat drill. No, 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 no. I wonder if Veronica likes... Three pussies in the bed. I can't believe I just said that sentence. Um, you just maybe she, maybe she likes having all three of them in there. That's get, that's what's getting her all excited. Oh, we no. got no. She's got one on her head. She's got the other one. She's got all the things that love her all stroking her, all Ooh. little soft fur going round. You never know. No, no, no. You don't. To be fair, you don't. But that would be odd. Remember, there was a thing years ago. People used to have two cats, didn't they? And and you know, used to, I remember at the BBC, people <laughs> of a certain age, they'd always get two cats, wouldn't they? Call them cat people. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and they always have names like Ronnie and Reggie or Bra and Pants. You know, <laughs> Stickle and Back. And I used to make them cute. Yeah. Actually, with you. I did have two cats. It was Ginger and Ginger Bits, funnily enough. <laughs> Ginger was a tomcat. He got nicked. He used to sit on the gatepost and, you know, everybody loved Ginger. He put him under your arm and leg it. Ginger bits. Fair enough. He chewed through the wire of a Dimplex radiator, electrocuted herself. Oh, my God. (laughs) So that was my my cat-loving kind of two I had my first cat was called Fury when I was a little kid uh, in Hertfordshire, and it died of constipation in the rosebush. Sat in the rosebush for for weeks and weeks and weeks and then died of constipation. Did you not help it? 
well, I was I was young. I just remember the cat sitting there, and then Mum saying, "Cat's gone." He was a bit stuffed up, you know. <laughs> so oh, no. I'm sure they did try and help it. But I was I was a kid, but that's all I remember. We had a Westie with constipation once, and I, I, my missus did well. She put some surgical gloves on, and some grease, some olive oil, and that was it. No. One yelping Westie later, result oh happiness. Yes. <laughs> I said, don't you look at me next time you need a poop. <laughs> Not that we're advocating self-administering help to dogs either. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If your life's in a mess, then the email address is the agony uncles at thehairybikes.co.uk. Yeah. You might recall in a recent episode of The Hairy Bikers Agony Uncles there were some nudie pics had been sent. Well, they're sort of back, but we need a male name for this, so Uncle Sai, would you be kind enough to give us a name? Gary. Gary writes, Dear Uncle Sai and Uncle Dave, I have a dilemma regarding some photos. Any advice, very welcome. My mum and dad will soon celebrate their diamond wedding anniversary and my sisters and I were looking around in their loft for some pictures of them through the years so we could make a photo montage for their party. Dad has always been a keen photographer, you see. He used to have his own darkroom so there are loads to go through. I found an old camera, a Kodak one from the 1970s and I took it downstairs to show dad. He got really excited when he realised there was still a film in it and he reckons 23 of the 24 exposures were taken but he'd never actually had it developed. He thinks it could be a sort of time capsule. I offered to see whether the film could still be developed and amazingly after all these years we got 15 good colour prints from it after sending it away to be processed. The problem is these 15 pics that my dad clearly took of my mum who would have been in her 30s were completely naked and she's being shall we say very provocative sadly i can no longer unsee these photos my dilemma do i give them to mum and dad knowing that it will probably be a challenging and embarrassing moment when they see them or do i just say the film was ruined and we couldn't get any photos from it he keeps asking me and i'm running out of excuses and that comes from gary over to you i love this this is great. Yeah. So, so if that happened in our house, what would happen, right? I'd just say it. I'd just be like, yeah, listen, yeah, we've got 15 out of the 24, but most of them are, Dad, you've taken a load of photographs with me, Mum, we need clothes on, like, so where, where we're going here? Do you want them? Do you not want them? I can't unsee them, but it can stay between father and son, <laughs> you know, whatever you want. But what do you want to do? So I'd just be dead up front and kind of, just say it. Yeah, yeah, I agree, King. You just, mother, you look great. Because obviously it's when they're in the prime. Do you know what I mean? You might be yeah. advancing in years. And it's a celebration of wowzer, you know? Just say, yeah. you know, you don't have to look at your mother in that way. That would be very, very wrong. But there again, <laughs> a, a quiet word with your dad. Quiet. Oh, well done, dad, you know. Nice, <laughs> nice shots. <laughs> I think yeah, it's great. I wonder if Dad knows they're on there. Maybe that's why he's so excited to get the film developed. He's like, that is the film I lost. They're yes. the ones. He can't wait to get his hands on them. I mean, he'll be devastated to think they'd be ruined. Oh, I think it's lovely, lovely, lovely. I think it's brilliant. He definitely Dad. Maybe we all, when we're young, and, and if you're in a, you know, in your relationship, maybe we should all take pictures of each other in that provocative thing, so that when we're in our latter years, we can remember what joyous 
joyous, joyous visages came in front of us. What you've done it? Too late. <laughs> I'm too old and past me prime. In fact, I don't oh, think I, I was too. ever in it, really. No, <laughs> well, I, I saw us in the Finland episode running naked into the pool. No. And that was it, the last time naked. Well, been with a nip on telly, there's no mystery, is there, with us two? No. But, um, but no, no, there, there's a, but there again, if I could see myself Adonis-like at, like, 30, you know, hey, oh, not it's so bad, amazing. son. It's amazing, I think, isn't it? Because you look back at every stage, well, I don't know, maybe every stage of your life, you thought, oh, no, I'm not quite right now. I'm a bit on my most fat. Yeah. This. And then you get older and you look back and you realise how damn good you looked. And you yeah. realise, God, I wish I'd embraced it more. And I just think I love the fact they've taken the photos and now they find those again. I'd love to look back and reminisce and think, bloody hell, I looked damn good there, didn't I? <laughs> I mean, it depends how provocative his mum's being, like, to be fair. You know, I mean, because there's provocative and then there's pornographic. You know, yeah, well, they wouldn't be pornographic in those days because they wouldn't print them. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, no, they're probably just, you know, posing a little bit in a demure fashion. Oh, I think the, really, my dad had a dark room, actually, and uh, up, up in the loft of our house. And we used to go up and he used to hang all his photos up. And I, he got to do some amazing photos of my mum, but I never quite caught her like that. <laughs> no, no, my, my dad did the same. We had a dark room. She said pictures of my mum. We used to get glammed up that with the pearls on. And, you know, it's all very sort of proper I think he thought it was the front cover of Vogue you know, it, it, it didn't even make the Baron News and Mail but you know <laughs> oh, it's funny what you say that about looking back because actually yesterday quite by accident um, our Bangkok episode of Asian Adventure was on and I, thought, I started looking out and, it, and I always remember it was before I did Strictly so it was 2013 you know it's nearly 10 years ago and I remember thinking then we both done the dieters and we both were like oh we'll do fat with this that the other we both looked bloody great, Kingy. Did we? You know, that, yeah, it was, it was just crazy. You know, I, I looked at looked as we had so much energy. We're having such a good time in Bangkok, but we both actually looked brilliant. But maybe we've been through like that that thing with the dieters looking at ourselves intently. We both felt pretty down on ourselves, I think, apart from the fact we'd lost the weight. Mm. But by God, we looked great. You know, your your beard was blonde, mine was black. You know, we <laughs> both looked yeah, we were, we were just normal. And you know, yeah, but fully realised it at the time. You just didn't get it. You didn't yeah, see but it. It's even worse to be on the telly because then you go about the stuff from 2007, 2008, when we were substantially tubby. We were fit, but super fat. But it's, it's again, there, there was something about the we were all right, you know. And I wish, I wish somebody at the time had told us we were all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one yeah. does it at the right times. No one. You have to work it out yourself so many years later and it's such a shame. That's the mental yeah. health issue, isn't it? You've got to get your head around realising, getting hold of people and going, honestly, believe me, you look fabulous. Look right now, yeah. Honestly, you know, believe yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Nobody ever tells you that though, do they? It's like nobody ever tells you other than medical professionals. Well, I mean, apart from me and Dave, because we're good mates, but that you're too fat. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody go, you're there, they go, oh, you're looking very well, <laughs> are you? You're looking fat, <laughs> but nobody says, says the words, do they? No, yeah. Nothing. She always looks at me. She goes, "Oh, darling, you look gorgeous. Oh, you've lost weight. Oh, look at you. You look fabulous." And when she walks in, sometimes she goes, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> then you know. <laughs> the, the best, the best one. It was when I used to work up uh, at Granada Television, and there was this fabulous uh, makeup artist but she was so nice and she had to say something nice to everybody whenever they came in <laughs> and there was there was one makeup artist who was 
she was just normal, you know, but not nothing, you know, she's just normal. Anyway, she came in one morning, this makeup artist, she looked like, oh, I love your hair today, oh, I love this. And she looked at this lady, oh, your teeth look nice today. And I remember she turned, I said, that's the worst bloody thing anybody's ever said to me. Your teeth look nice. That means the rest of me looks cacker. But anyway, you know, back, back to Asia. The thing is, we both look brilliant, Kingy. Under any circumstances, you know, I looked at myself. I was perfectly happy, you know, looking back at myself 10 years ago. Looked at you, fit as a butcher's dog, like a Viking about to go on a rampage. Do you know what I mean? And yet at that time we were insecure as out. You it's know, funny, it's isn't it? Daft, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's it's just odd. I've never looked good in a string vest, though, to be fair. <laughs> no, that was Hong Kong. We did, Kingy. That's did the rub of it. We did. We looked kind of boiling in sweat over the Dai Pai mm-hmm. Dong and a hot walk in our in our vests. We looked proper rock and roll. It was great. I was dead proud of us. And I think I wish somebody had told us, you know. Um, Hilarious. Any, any road up. Photos of ourselves now start bollock naked. And we wouldn't believe that we're going to look that good. But would we, as we get older and older, and then look back again and go, damn, I didn't realise I looked that good. But right now, I, I'd kill you if you tried to take a naked photo of me. Well, naturally, I would kill you lot. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I just wouldn't let you just wouldn't do it. And I just think, oh, but maybe in 20 years time, I'll go, God, I look gorgeous. Yeah, I think Gary should embrace his mother and father's life. Oh, let's go around yeah. the table and see what we should do then. So Uncle Dave, you think show dad the pics. Show Dad the pics, uh, there you are, Dad. Mum looks great. Uncle Si? Yeah, similar approach, definitely. And Postash? Absolutely, celebrate them, think it's brilliant. Well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk, don't get drunk, just send an email to the agony uncle. It's time to go to Confidential Corner, and today's Confidential Corner is called I Accidentally Got Engaged. We need a male and a female name. Male name from Uncle Dave, please, and a female name from Uncle Si. Let's have Brian. Brian? Ah... Gloria. Brian and Gloria. Well, this comes from Gloria, who says, Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, I took my boyfriend to a restaurant to dump him, but ended up getting engaged to him instead. (laughs) What? He's nice enough, but his passion for World of Warcraft and collecting football programmes means he is absolutely not the one for me. So I decided to do the deed. I booked a table at the Beef Eater down the road and steeled myself to end it all. (laughs) Looking back now (laughs) Looking back now I remember he took a lot of interest In where we were eating and what time the table was booked But I didn't think anything of it On the night we went there I was determined to have us broken up by the end of the main course But instead just after we arrived His parents appeared Then my parents Then all my brothers and sisters And his too I was so startled at all these family members coming in that I didn't notice him going down on one knee with a ring and before I knew it, I said yes and everyone started cheering. Now my mum and his mum are all excited and keep going on about the wedding and starting to plan things and all I want to do is shout stop! But I'm going to be letting so many people down. What on earth can I do, says Gloria. You've, you've, you've got to stop it. You've yeah. got to tell them. You've got to. It's your life. And yeah. if... You know, if this some dudes collecting Warcraft and playing scenarios and and, and football, pro- no. There's no wrong know. with that. I've got a train no. set. No, I know, dude. But you know, that's different, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah, that's railway modelling. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yes. you know. Yeah, I'm not an, it's an art form. Yes. 
No, you got to fess up before it gets any further. Yeah. You know, because marriage is easy to get into, but as, as, as we gentlemen found out, it's a bit of a bugger to get out of when it goes wrong. <laughs> you know, we a protected period of time, really, and heartbreaking, to say the least. But um, no, no, that are peer pressure. I do feel sorry for you. Oh, that's It's like is when awful. people do this, do this proposals in public, you know, like, you know, pantomimes and that. They'll, they'll have him on stage with a ring in front of 3,000 people. What do you go? Yeah. No, don't be ridiculous. No, you don't. You go, yeah, lovely. You're knackered, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah my 13 year old daughter actually said the other day, not that she's thinking about getting married, um, but she's much, she's quite shy. She's literally, I absolutely would say no, even if I loved him, if he did it in public. Absolutely, 100%. If yeah. You cannot do it in public. Whereas I'm the kind of person who go, yes, do it in public. <laughs> Show the world. But if that's fine, if it's the right man. But if it's the wrong man, you are buggered. Absolutely. Well, if, you took, if, if you've been out to bin him, do you know what I mean? It's, there's, there's a bit of a difference of intent on the evening, isn't there? He's there proposing the rest of his life. She's proposing to, well, separate ways. He's, uh, she's proposing to eat the Yorkshire pudding and leg it. <laughs> oh, man, I'm God love her. I'm thinking how wrong they are for each other, that she thought the beef eater was appropriate for binning and he thought the beef eater was appropriate for proposing. <laughs> I mean, there we go. Well, it's a restaurant for all seasons, I must admit. Once you visit that bottomless saddle, saddle, saddle bar, salad bar, I don't know if it's still got that salad bar. Oh, no, I used to quite like a beef eater. Oh, well done, Philip, with a bottle of matches, Rosie, followed by a Black Forest Gato. Thank you. Oh, the prawn cocktail and the visit to the bottomless salad bar. Oh, how I used to construct an empire on that plate. Like My a grandfather used to take me to the beef eater all the time as a treat when I was young. He'd take me swimming every weekend and he'd take me to the beef eater. And then we'd go in and he'd literally go, steak, please, and hold the rabbit food. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I loved it there. Yeah, well, restaurants, where would you take somebody to marry and somebody to bin? Well, I don't know. Where where would you take them to chuck them? Spooky like. No, no, no. no. I wouldn't buy them anything to bin them. Wait, that's why she's gone to Beef Eater. You know, it's accessible to all. It's kind of cheap. She's not spending a fortune and she's going to dump them after the Yorkies anyway. So, happy days. I get a sighty. But I'm with you, Tash. Why would he think that it was a proper place to propose? Well, it's a family place. He had the family and everybody. And it might have been, you know, the Beef Eater's a family restaurant. So that's why he took them there. Because he had all the family coming. That's why. You know, it's it's a restaurant to please everybody. You know, you, you can't. You know, everybody wouldn't may not have wanted to go to Michel Rue Junior's or La Gavroche. You know, especially not your mother-in-law's. You know, no, but you could have gone to a nice pub. I mean, it's a beef eater. Oh, nice. It's a bit of a private moment, though. Do you think he did safety in numbers? Do you think? Yeah, he, of course he yeah, did. Yeah, of course he yeah. did. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's gone for it, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. You just don't have, she has to say something now. She has to say, no, stop, stop. She's stop. Got yeah. But no restaurants. You just have to go around there, hold his hand, give him his ring back, saying, it's not working, I'm really sorry, and I wish you the best in your life ever. Yeah, but get out of mine. No, not quite that brutal. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. You can take your orcs. <laughs> and your wizards. And get, you. get the hell out on your magic carpet, bro. 
you know what I'm saying? No, I quite like yeah. a man that's got interests. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine to have a hobby. You know, and some football programmes are worth a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Marry him for the money. Right. If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncles a line. Let's move on to Confidential Corner. And in Confidential Corner today, we have the teeny tiny trouser mouse. I need one lady and one male name. So one lady's name from you, Uncle Dave, please, and one male name from you, Uncle Si. Pippa. Pippa. Trevor. Pip and Trevor. Well, hello, Uncle Si and Uncle Dave. This will make me sound really shallow, but my lovely new boyfriend has a very disappointing problem. Oh. Trevor doesn't know I'm writing to you. You see, he's great, funny, good, reliable, all fine. However, he has got a very, very small penis. To give you some oh. idea, when Trevor is excitable, I can locate it, but at all other times, it's virtually invisible. We've actually been unable to fully consummate our relationship, as frankly, it doesn't reach the parts that it needs to. I, of course, have told him that this doesn't bother me, which has made him feel much better about our relationship. Sadly, though, it really does. My best friend put it best when she said, when you really like sausage and mash, it isn't the same when they serve it with chipolatas. I know no. there are treatment options available for men with this issue, but I don't know how to raise it with him. No pun intended. Is there? Well, he... <laughs> Sorry, I was going to go down that route. <laughs> I'm glad this somebody saved me. Can you help me formulate what to say, please? Thank you so much. This comes from Pippa. Over to you. Yeah. It's not Trevor's fault. No, no. It's not like it's just small. It sounds like it's virtually non-existent at this point. I mean, you might sort of Very say to someone, or just so you know, I've, I don't know, I've just got one leg, or I've got a massive scar down my back. If you get to know somebody, you might just say, oh, yeah, well, I don't you know. Get it all. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't know. I wouldn't know what to say. Tricky one, that one, I'd say. But don't forget, you could buy things. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe. Can you? <laughs> so, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Right. Hold on. Hold on. Right. So he's got a little willy, and it's not doing the job for Pippa. So uh, Pippa's got no zip in her pip and there's no... And, right. So I want to know from the huge orbits of brain that's on this podcast, what what can you do to... Can you get an operation? Can you? What do you do? Can I you? guess you must be able to know. If you can have breast enhancements and you can... You can augment anything, can't you? I presume there must be something if people genuinely do have an issue. Whether yeah, it's a I watched working em, one, I don't know. Yeah, I watched Embarrassing Bodies a couple of times, and that was always a big, big issue with them. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, there are operations where they take, like, fat from somewhere and inject it into your dangler. But but I, I don't know how, how kind of... I just think you should find other ways of pleasuring yourself. I agree. Oh, yeah. You know, if, yeah. if Trevor might have a stunning personality... <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, they can work round it. Well, you, clearly, clearly, she is working round it, and it's not much good. <laughs> you know, it's not funny. No, I'm not sorry. I know. She wants to know what we, what she should say. Right. Yes. No. Let's maybe, let's work maybe on this. She should say, look. Um, There's two little he's sod off. He's going to be aware. <laughs> sorry. You'd hit him with a cricket bat and say, let's get the next boyfriend. <laughs> he must be fully aware that it's not happening anyway as well. And maybe it's something he's trying to say as well. So maybe she should just address it next time they're in the bedroom trying to do things, saying, look, I'd love to find a way that we can both enjoy this 
you know, and there are other things we might be able to look into. And maybe she just needs to do it while they're in that lovely moment rather than let's have dinner and sit down and should we just discuss how small your willy is? That's not going to work. She needs yeah, to but, catch it in the moment nicely. Yeah, but in the moment, that lovely moment, what a big downer for Trevor. Hello, I've just this little problem here, quite. You know, it's not it's not going to do him good, good is it? It's, you know, because it's, you know, it's in his head as well. Yeah, we need to know more information, Pippa. I mean, I, we need to know exactly how big it isn't. You know, I mean, because then maybe we can suggest things that would... And remember, from small acorns, doth mighty oaks grow. Exactly, exactly. This what is if also she just true. got a giant vibrator by the bed and then he might work out the difference? No, he just feels sick. <laughs> oh, no, that's a bad idea, Tosh. I mean, surely, to God, Trevor knows the difference between... a. You know, something that's usable and something that isn't. Oh, this is terrible. There's emotions behind this. I mean, she clearly likes them and it's just not happening, is it? God love them. And again, it's the most important part. They love each other, they enjoy each other's company. You know, so they're a happy good. relationship. And that's what really, at the end of the day, is the most important part of them. Yes, and, I know, I think, don't yes, and you can work through the rest of it. And Trevor needs to take some control as well. You know, it's like, love me, love my, what I'll come with. You know what I mean? Yeah, me appendage. What you don't come with. Oh, sure up, Tash. You're not helping. You're meant to be... See, women, you're meant to be the sympathetic one. You're not. Oh, no. I was. You were laughing. Yeah, but not over, you know... Well, what? How big is it? I'm interested now. Can we ask Pippa and ask, you know, can she measure it so more, we know what we're dealing with here? Well, uh, what she... I mean, uh, you know, her words were that, you know, when when it's excitable, she can find it, but virtually invisible all other times. So, yeah. Quite. Well, maybe he's just got one of those inverted ones where he needs released. You know, you need to take a, just oh, make a bit of skin that all like goes. Like a coiled Put spring. You... Yeah, you know, that type of thing. I don't know, man. I, I'm, I don't know. Maybe it's like our other one we had recently where there was too much foreskin going on, too much pubic hair, and it was lost in there. Maybe if he went a little thinner, maybe you could see it more. Oh, okay. yeah. So, but we, A, we don't know the size. B, yeah. We haven't formulated any conversation that she can have with him and see all we've done is actually not got to the root of the problem at all and taken the piss out of the size of his willy. Yeah, no, right. I, I, Kingy, I remember, I remember when we were filming the Baltic and uh, do you remember we had to do a nude scene? And, uh, but unfortunately, right, I'd been in the sauna for about five hours. Yeah. Uh, you, you hadn't. But the no. scene is we run and jump into this lake in Finland, which is freezing. So we run down the jetty looking quite manly, but then coming out of the freezing cold lake, we knew how Trevor felt. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't think mine's come back. I was known to stand in my hotel room in the sink of warm water, put it like that. <laughs> you know what I did? I put like, the hair dryer on mine. That's what you call a blowjob? <laughs> I did. I put it on warm. Just to see what would happen. Oh, God. You don't know what hell it is it being is, a man tough. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, really? Really that tough? Thankfully, yeah. when the programme came out, the pixelation was of a suitable majesty. To, oh. You yeah. know what I mean? To just... I mean, the, the way overdid it, but yeah, it was. Yeah, that was fine, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I love being over-pixelated, mate. It's great. <laughs> If, if your, your life's, life's in a mess, mess then the email address is theagonyuncles at thehairybikes.co.uk. Yeah. Well, as always, thanks so much for contacting the show and sending us your problems. We couldn't have done it without you. No, remember to send your problems to, uh, into our dedicated agony team of experts. <laughs> Did you? 
Well, it's Jeevesy, to yeah. be fair, and that's about it. Um, but yeah, but you, you know, it's what is it? Agony Uncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. Agony Uncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. And you can help us out by following this podcast, and you can also rate and review it. This means we get to speak to more people and spread the love even further. Indeedy, indeedy. So, from Posh Tash, the Thin White Duke, and us. Bye-bye. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.